For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a Social Media Examiner production. I am Michael Stelzner. I'm joined today by Eric Fisher, my co-host, and this is the show for marketers who are looking to stay on the leading edge of social media and are wondering what is going on. Like, I went on vacation for three days and the whole world changed. It's like waking up from a bad dream sometimes. And the world of social media is constantly, constantly changing for the better, sometimes for the worse. We're here to break it all down. By the way, this show is brought to you by Social Media Marketing World 2018, the event you know you want to go to. And now you can finally afford it because we have some economical options available. Check it out at smmw18.com. Again, smmw 18.com. On today's show, we're going to explore Instagram stories and how they are changing and expanding and they are a changing. Jeff C. will join us. In the second segment, we're going to talk about Periscope Super Broadcast. Joel Com is going to come on, break it down, talk about what does it mean to be a super broadcaster? How can you make money with Periscope? In the third segment, we're going to talk about LinkedIn possibly becoming like Amazon. And like Netflix, really, we're going to talk about Amazon augmented reality shopping, and we've just got so much more to talk about. So hang with us, folks. By the way, if you like this show, share it. If you don't like it, share it. Did I say share it? <laughs> Please share the show. We we could we could you know we would love it if more people would discover this show because a lot of people need to hear about this show and they just don't realize it exists. All right. We're going to go ahead and go into screen sharing mode, and I'm going to bring on our first guest, which is Mr. Jeff C. And Jeff is part of our team and also the Manly Pinterest guy. And we're here specifically to talk about Instagram stories. So, Jeff, welcome to the show. Um, hey. We've got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. We're going to start with, um, first of all, the news coming out of Instagram about the the number of users and how big that expansion is. Can you talk a little bit about the Instagram stories audience and the WhatsApp audience? What's the news that came out on that? Yeah. So now it's really kind of exciting that now more than half of the Instagram 500 million daily active users are using stories. Wow. So that's a lot of people. So 300 million daily active users now that uh, Zuck reported that are using Instagram stories and also WhatsApp, which is kind of uh, sneaking in from the corner there. It's actually WhatsApp is actually growing faster than Instagram stories is, which is maybe at the conference we'll be talking all about WhatsApp. Who knows? But the numbers are staggering. So it's it's really growing really fast because Snapchat only has 173 million daily active users for their entire platform. Mm -hmm. So they've lapped Snapchat pretty much. So we're talking 300 million daily active users are consuming Instagram stories. So 
marketer, pay attention. If you are not using Instagram stories, then you are missing more than half of the Instagram audience. That doesn't mean you're going to reach the whole Instagram audience, but it is a pretty substantial part. Mark Zuckerberg said uh, on a call, quote, that fostering community around video is a big push for Facebook. And it's going to be shifting more from time spent on the various apps to time well spent on the apps. So I don't exactly know what Mark means by we're shifting from total time spent on the app to time well spent on the app, on the apps. But I do know that, for example, meaningful communities is something he's been talking about with groups and obviously um, consuming video, at least from Mark Zuckerberg's perspective, is time well spent. So I think that's going to explain some of the things we're about to talk about next. So we are now showing something on the screen here, uh, and it is called a re-engagement box. Jeff, describe what it is for those that don't see the picture here. Right. So what it is now before what was going on, you know, Instagram stories, which we just reported, is doing so well that they really want to make sure you don't scroll by and miss any of these uh, awesome stories. Before, like you would scroll down through some images and then there'd be a reminder that coming up. And I actually still have the old version where it shows uh, a a little title says, don't miss these stories. And it has the little circles uh, of the profile pictures of your Instagram people that you follow trying to get you to engage with the stories. Well, now it's actually giving you a preview in that area. And so it's almost like a screen cap of the uh, like the horizontal video that you're seeing. I mean, the vertical video that you're seeing with the little icon in it. So it's a lot bigger. They're really pushing you with not just showing the icon, but like a almost like a screen cap preview of what that story is going to be about. So they're really pushing you to engage with stories in that way. And let me try to describe it for those listening on the podcast. Imagine as you're scrolling through Instagram, instead of seeing a photograph from one of your people that you follow, you instead see this thing that says recent stories and it's split into like three tall rectangles. And in each rectangle is the actual story, a still shot of the story. I'm assuming it's not moving, right, guys? Or is it actually moving? It's not moving. No, they don't move. I I have this. They don't move. Yeah. And then and then at the bottom of it, you're seeing the face and the name of the person who did the story. So it looks like uh, and then you see watch all on the right. So it looks like it's showing you the top three stories um, that it thinks are valuable to you, Jeff or Eric, do you know if you can kind of scroll like in a carousel and see all the stories or is it just like the most recent three that it thinks you might find valuable? I don't have I it don't yet. So I think, yeah, I, I don't think you can click on what you can click on watch all and it'll take you to that. So like it's, I mean, it's pushing, you know, when it still has the three, cir- the, the circles at the top when you first log on to Instagram and then they're doing it again with this big, almost ad for stories in the middle of your feed as you're scrolling. So um, I think it's a still image. I don't think it's, um, I haven't heard any reports of like it's moving or anything like that. We're hearing but, from our um, audience that you can scroll through it is what they're saying. So that's kind okay. of, okay. so it is like a carousel where you could slide left and right as you swipe left and right. Yep. And um, this is pretty fascinating in my opinion. Um, so I've got a couple of quotes here from Instagram. It says this update makes it easier to preview the stories from the people and the accounts that you care about. So I think what they're doing is they're actually watching which uh, stories you watch, not necessarily the one that's the most recent, and they're bringing them into the Instagram newsfeed so that you do not miss the story, which 
by the way, for us marketers, that's a big deal. If we have a loyal mm-hmm. audience and, and Eric and Jeff, you guys do this all the time for our audience. This is going to increase the likelihood that someone consumes our stories because it's, it's really super big. Also, um, according to TechCrunch, Instagram has said they have no plan to replace the smaller little stories you see at the very top of the Instagram when you first log in. They're still going to remain there, but this is just going to be something that they're going to inject. Now, how cool would it be if they do this on Facebook in the newsfeed? What do you think about yeah. that, Jeff? I think it'd be cool. I mean, there you have three places. Like your icon changes. Like when you have a story, you have the thing at the top and you have now this big ad kind of, well, I think it's like almost an ad space stories right. in the middle. Yeah. So my, the thing to take away and what you just said, Mike, is that if you're not using doing stories right now, you need to learn how to do uh, this type of video because it's around here to stay. They're pushing it really hard. You know, now you can move these stories that you create on Instagram to Facebook. Right. And, you know, who knows what Facebook's going to go. And so that's kind of, that's going to be awesome. And we, know, and we know it's coming to Facebook pages. Right. So yeah. As of this moment, anyone with an Instagram account can create business or non-business stories. But on Facebook, it's only people with personal profiles. But um, we've heard and we've seen in the wild, I think, um, pages that have it. Do we know for sure it's coming, Eric? I mean, did we hear official news on that? I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, there was a, there was a, I think it was three, four weeks ago now. It was, there wasn't an official announcement, but it was confirmed by someone at Facebook that it is rolling out for pages soon. Okay. So folks, you need to get your stories figured out, right? What is it? 15 seconds, Jeff, that we get per story. Right. Is, that, is that about right? Mm-hmm. So start. And there's, pri- and there's ways around it too. Yeah. yeah. There's ways you can slice and dice stories and stuff, but start experimenting mm-hmm. with stories. And then the, the, the upswipe, um, the ability to link up, how many users do you need to have following? 10,000. You need to have 10,000 followers and that needs to be a business account, I believe. Okay. I thought I'd heard that they lowered it below 10,000. Eric, do you recall it to be 10,000 also for the swipe up? I think so, but I feel like that switched at some point and gradually was going lower again. So It may have even gone down to 1,000. I'm not sure. But uh, uh, Jeff, explain what the benefit of that link thing is just for folks that may not understand that. Yeah, so um, I don't have it yet on my personal account, but what you can do is you actually have a link to – so like every time we do a story – for uh, Social Media Examiner, we have a link that we're able to put in there so people can swipe up. And there's actually a little call to action on that story to swipe up. And that will take them inside the Instagram app to a Facebook page, to a landing page, whatever you want. I mean, we, uh-huh. we do it for the journey. When we put the trailer out for the journey, we make sure that we have that to go to uh, the page so they can watch the full version. So it's a great feature. And hopefully they will continue to lower the requirements for that. On, on more Instagram news, they've got this cool thing called stop motion camera, and we've got a picture of it. Um, we're going to go ahead and play it. I'm going to describe what we're looking at here. We're looking at a picture of a BB-8, and every couple seconds, a picture being taken of the BB-8 as it's kind of moving across the table. And then at the end, the whole thing kind of sews together as a stop motion feature, which is really, really cool. Jeff, is this... Is this something that's out for everyone? Do we even have this yet? It is It is not. It's a test, but I have it. Somehow I got in the group. And so I was playing <laughs> for it, this, playing for it this morning. It's right where you have the, the different cameras on like boomerang and the, the bounce and those kind of things. Um, and so I was testing it and it's super simple to use. It's just like you explained, Mike, you take these series of pictures and then uh, you click on done and it stitches them together and stop 
uh, motion. And then with the final video, you're able to add stickers and edit it in that way. But on the individual photos that you're taking, you're not able to edit those. But in the final version, you're able to add stickers and stuff. So it, I'm, they're not they're saying it's just a test and they haven't promised they're going to roll it out to everybody. But I think it's really cool. And this goes back to what we were talking about before with um, now, you know, uh, we Instagram has lapped Snapchat. They are starting to instead of just copying Snapchat, they're starting to come out with features of their own. And I think this stop motion camera is one of the first that they're doing. Eric, can we go back one slide? Um, how do we know we have it, Jeff? Is there like a little um, icon that shows up when you're actually, you know, um, using it? It looks like it's just part of the features in the camera on stories. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you'll see uh, when you slide through the different options of the uh, Instagram camera, you'll see it's right there. It's, it's really prominent. You'll just notice it'll say stop motion huh. and you can just uh, select that and start taking pictures. I don't know what the limit is. Uh, they didn't say I couldn't see a limit. You know, it didn't say you can only have so many snaps or whatever. So Do you have to manually uh, take it or can you just set it to automatically go kind of you have to manually you have to manually set it. So like they're they're taking BB eight, taking a picture, moving it, taking a picture, but it's all inside the stop motion settings. And then when you're when it's done, you hit done, it stitches them together and then you can edit them and Yeah, it adds those like little thumbnails of each one you've done there in a row, which is pretty cool. I think this is pretty cool because there was some recent information. I forget what the study was, but it was, and Jeff, you know this, we both looked at it. It had this, it was saying that when it comes to Instagram stories, the fewer stories, the better, more people watch through. Right. And with this stop motion, it means you can actually have multiple clips of action in single story instances, which is actually pretty cool. Yeah, I can't wait to see really creative people kind of go mad with yeah. this kind of thing. I think it will open up a lot of opportunities. And then yet another thing, uh, super zoom camera right. effect. Um, verbally describe what we're looking at here on the screen and what this thing does, Jeff. Okay, so what you do is you pick the front or rear-facing camera in Instagram, and there's this targeting reticule that comes up, uh, so you line up your shot, and then Instagram kind of does the rest of the work with this three-stage zoom, uh, with, and it syncs up to these, these bold, like, orchestra cinematic sounds that's hilarious, and the video lasts three seconds, but you can hold down the shutter button, and it extends it to, like, a slow zoom for the entire 15 seconds if you want to do that. Um, so it's it's really fun. There's only one sound effect. Hopefully they'll add some more. What is it later. like? Like dun, 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 something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. It's like dun dun dun. Yeah. You know, and it's hilarious. My kids were doing this before with just the manual thing on Instagram. It's you know they were doing it with their friends like when they were. Un so you don't have to actually. You don't have to bring the camera closer to you. It just kind of does some sort of cool zoom in effect, basically. Right, and it actually has an image stabilization that Instagram has confirmed. So yeah. it actually keeps the shot still. It's a lot of fun to play with. You know, huh. everybody will be doing it, you know, just like the face filters and it'll die out, but there'll be some creative people who really shine. For, with this. for me, it's like Jim on the office where the camera goes to him and yeah. then it zooms in on him and he's like, what is going on? That's right. kind of what it, it's like. So it's like that added emphasis for your story. But you, you don't add this effect after you've taken the clip or do you? No, it's right. You, you, you line up everything. So you, you, hold up the camera and there's, you can see on the left and I'll explain it. There's a little like target box. Like if you're, you're tap on your photo when you're trying to get like a face filter on, right. um, it'll, it'll end up on the photo and then you can move that. Like if you wanted to zoom in on just your eye or your nose or your mouth or whatever, or something on the table, and then you hit the button and then it'll zoom in like in three stages to 
what you have targeted. Oh, I see, like do 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 kind of thing. Yeah, yep. it's really fun. Yeah, extreme close up, but just a little slower. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Interesting. Okay, cool. Well, uh, Jeff, what's your take on all this Instagram news, kind of at a whole? Well, I think what, like we talked about before, you've got to learn how to tell stories now. They're saying businesses really haven't adopted uh, stories yet, so there's a huge. Uh, you know, there's open kind of it's open season now. Go out there and try stuff um, as a marketer and learn and get comfortable with vertical video because this stuff's around to stay. Um, and and keep them short. We've like Eric was saying, we've seen uh, studies where those super long. Let me share my entire lunch break with you for 30 minutes on as a story. Don't perform as well as some the shorter stories throughout the day. So uh, I would try doing it that way. But they're they're they've lapped snapchat they are going to come out with some new stuff so um i think snapchat has to fire back if they want to stay competitive and this is part of if you don't have any of these yet make sure you have upgraded to instagram 20.0 and that's that should give you that for the ios and android awesome jeff why don't you tell everyone where they can discover more about you and all the great stuff you've got going on I'm Jeff C. on the interwebs everywhere. That's I before E, especially in C. And then at manlypinterships.com, where we're always adding testosterone one pin at a time. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, sir. All right, folks. Well, there you have it. Lots of news coming in the world of Instagram. And if you are trying to figure out how you can up your Instagram game, which, of course, goes way beyond just stories, but also includes Instagram advertising and general content creation and better photographs, we have so much coming at Social Media Marketing World specifically about this topic. Uh, so if you have been thinking, okay, I really I really need to figure out my Instagram game. I've got to know more about Instagram. Check it out. We've got some amazing creatives coming to Social Media Marketing World, including Mr. Joel Com, who is not <laughs> speaking on Instagram. But Joel, what are you showing us here, man? I got it. What did you just? What, what is that? Is that a Instagram? Oh, you're that's a stop motion, isn't it? Yeah, I just I just checked and I got my little pillow emoji and just did a stop motion. Very so nice. it works. I've got that and I've got the zoom. I didn't know that, so I am officially adding that to my story now. So thanks, Jeff. Awesome. Well, uh, folks, welcome, uh, Mr. Joel Com to the show, and uh, Joel is here to talk about some new news on the live video frontier, specifically around Periscope. So before we get into the news, um, let's talk about what the heck is a super broadcaster before we talk about the news around super broadcasting. Can you tell us a little bit more, Jeff, uh, Eric? I mean, Joel, whatever. Or Joel, what, one of you, whoever, whoever wants to talk about it. <laughs> Good. By the way, we're, we're twinsies today, Eric, do you see? Yep. I got the hat on. Um, so Super Broadcasting is a program that Periscope started this summer that would finally compensate Periscope broadcasters that were doing a lot of content and find a way to monetize their viewers. And so, you know, typically when we're liking a Periscope, we tap the screen and we have hearts that come up. So what they did is they made it so you could now send super hearts and you buy them as a viewer in a pack. So you can buy, you know, any number of super hearts for a certain amount of money. It's an in-app purchase on the iTunes app store. And then when you send, you can click which super heart. It could be a, a heart that's pulsating, could have little stars. They've got a new one that's a wavy hand. When you send these to a broadcaster, the broadcaster gets paid 
a portion of what it costs for that super heart. So it's a way for uh, for broadcasters to finally start getting compensated within the app for the content they're producing. Have you been the recipient of any of these super hearts, Joel? Um, I have been the recipient of Super Hearts. I haven't done a ton of Periscope lately, uh, but I'm looking at the app now. I've received it. Well, you get stars is what it is. Okay. Okay. So you you see the Super Hearts, but you're compensated in stars. I've gotten uh, over 13,000 stars from the time that I've done it, which is actually not enough to qualify to, uh, to get paid. This is really for, they call them super broadcasters because these are people that are using the platform regularly and religiously. Do you happen to have any idea of like how many hearts or stars you get for a buck or anything like that? Because I think it's a lot, right? I think for just a little bit of money, you get like the ability to give these things out like crazy. And also – Unlike YouTube Super Chat, this is – I think it's just something that shows up on the screen. But I also kind of remember, I think you're – if you put a comment or something, doesn't it kind of show up a little longer on the screen too? What are you showing us? Describe Right. It. So this is actually – this is Eric live on – you guys, this is us live on Periscope. And right here at the bottom, this is the Super Heart. See, if I just tap the screen normally, right. then the hearts come up. But if I tap down here at the very bottom on the Super Hearts, here's all the different – types of hearts that I can send. I should have sent you a screenshot, but um, I can, I can click to get coins. And when I have coins, then I can send the super heart. So for example, for 99 cents, I get 1050 coins and it tiers all the way up to for, for a hundred dollars, I get 132,000 coins. Well, those coins are what's used to send hearts. And if you could see here at the bottom, Mm -hmm. these are the different types of super hearts. And each one of them has an amount that's associated. So right now I'm going to tap and I'm going to spend 66 coins to send you a super heart got it and and it's done now you've been you've been super hearted so boom so, like that so we Eric, were, did you see at the bottom of the periscope i don't think Eric's i showed up with a uh, an extra yeah. little icon ah. that says joel just gave you um a super heart and it automatically thanks me for that so you're welcome and i just supported um eric's periscope Thank you. So, so what I hear you saying though is that when you give those, you get a little bit of extra exposure to the broadcaster, right? So it's a win-win both ways, right? Right. It's and you get a shout out as the uh, the donor as well because it it shows everybody that hey, I just gave to the cause. Okay. So now that you've re- defined this, how does one become part of the broadcaster program? Do you happen to know? Because I happen to have some of the minimum requirements right in front of me. I could tell you if you want me to real quick. Yeah. So, so you have to have, first of all, you have to be active right. for 30 days on Periscope. You have to have a minimum star balance of 185,000. So I said, I'm at like 13,000 or so because I don't broadcast as much on Periscope. You have to have created at least five broadcasts in, in the last month and have an average of 50 live viewers and 75 replay. So I, I'm actually in the Periscope VIP program. So I get to see some of the conversations that are taking place on Periscope gold. But unfortunately, the, uh, it's a lot harder to reach the level to, of getting enough stars to qualify to get paid from the super hearts. So this, um, 
so so to today's news, today's news in particular is that they're going to be giving out some earnings and bonuses and stuff. Um, can you talk a little bit about what that could mean? And then at the end, let's dissect if this really makes any difference to people that aren't like music stars or whatever that have bazillions of fans. Right. So it, when they launch this, it, for it's an in-app purchase. So when you buy something from Apple in that purchase in iTunes, 30% of that goes to Apple. So let's say it's a dollar, 70 cents would go to Periscope. And what Periscope did is they paid a portion of that out to the super broadcasters that earned enough stars in, in super hearts to get it. The change that they've done is they've said, okay, we're not going to take um, a, a cut anymore. Apple's still going to get their 30% from the purchase, but of the 70% we get, Periscope, they're only going to charge a $1 fee for super broadcasters and the rest of whatever they earn from that, they're going to pay out to them, which essentially says to me, there's not enough um, money that's been in it, or there's not enough broadcasters that are using it frequently enough to earn the super hearts or some kind of combination of the both. Essentially, Twitter saying we're going to forego um, the majority of revenue that we would earn from this as an in-app purchase, and we're going to pass it on to the broadcasters, which is a good thing. Yeah, it is a good thing. And I think if, if you're a broadcaster that goes live every day, for example, on Periscope, this could be a big deal for you. I would imagine you could, you know, especially if you're, this is just a little side thing for you and you build up a pretty large audience, you could be making some decent money if they're super fanatical and loyal. That's why I was thinking like music stars or people that have huge audiences, you know, could probably make some money. And then they've got this holiday bonus deal where they're giving, some sort of uh, bonus of 150 up to $350 um, during November, right. December. Right, millions of stars, yeah. um, essentially. And you're, you're right. This is for people with large followings that are very engaged and are broadcasting often. Because I heard you say, is this really worth it? for you know the average broadcaster and to give you a, a sense of uh, scope here when i go live on periscope i'll usually have between 100 and 200 people watching live right. so if i go for 20 to 30 minutes i'll get two to three thousand that'll have seen some part of it and then my replays will get about the same amount which is a significant number but again i've only received about thirteen thousand super hearts so far, right. which doesn't even, you know, that's not even 10% of what would qualify me right. um, for, you know, for this. So, um, but I could, I a, could see people getting creative and incentivizing people to give them super hearts, right? Like you could say, absolutely. Hey, you could say, absolutely. Hey, we're going to do this for whoever gives me a super heart. You get, you get access to a special webinar. I mean, you could get quite creative with it, I would imagine. Right. You sure can. And, and if Periscope is your jam and I like it and I use it, um, then, you know, if you're, for people who are committed to it, this is what they're doing. You know, they are right. periscoping. Then I think there's a lot of opportunity there. You know, what do the actual uh, payouts look like? Uh, I haven't seen a check, so I can't tell you what right. serious money is right. for a super broadcaster that's completely dedicated. But at least it's nice to see Periscope moving in the direction of we want to give you more. What I would really like to see is for them to lower the requirements bar uh, even more. Because to say you only need to do five broadcasts, well, a lot of people can do that in a month. And to say right. you only need 50 live viewers, that's that's not a very high bar. But to say you need at least 185,000 stars even to get started, right. why not encourage people by lowering that bar 
way down and so they can get a taste of getting paid. I think that would incentivize um, smaller broadcasters to do even more. Right now, it's like, okay, once you um, uh, qualify for a bronze medal Olympic status, then we'll let you play. Uh, There's no minor league here, and I think that there needs to be. Well, let's at least give kudos to one of the live platforms for offering any monetization at all, right? Because there's nothing available on Facebook right now other than donate button. So my hope is that Facebook would follow suit, you know, and I think that – I think that we're beginning to see this. And, you know, two years ago when I was at VidCon, I saw a lot of these Chinese apps that were doing this kind of stuff where people were buying little things and throwing them out and sharing revenue and stuff. And I think this is where we're headed. And I think a lot of these platforms, maybe next year, everybody will have the option to kind of support their broadcaster of choice. And there could be some really good revenue opportunities. And and, and it's exciting. You know, it's exciting, even though it's just early days. Because I think that Facebook and Twitter and YouTube are all kind of trying to become somewhat similar. And it'd be really cool if, you know, there's an easy way for us to make money without actually having to have advertisements for those that are I think Twitter is just missing another marketing opportunity. I think there might be too many MBAs and not enough real world marketers that if it was me, I would say, look, let's encourage use. Uh, and let's get smaller broadcasters, give them a taste, even if they're only getting a few dollars, right. you know, that is sent to them via PayPal or digitally or whatever. Yep. Um, get them a taste of it. Mr. Calm, thank you so much for joining us for this segment. Tell everyone where they can discover more about you and all that you got going on. Uh, joelcom.com at joelcom at all the places and checked out my wild wacky cryptocurrency show at badcryptopodcast.com because you're all going to get paid in crypto one day. I think I'd rather receive a crypto than a super or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See you, Joel. All right, folks. Well, there you have it. Uh, we're going to go move right into our next segment, which is about, oh, by the way, real quick, live video. A lot of you are like, hmm, this idea of creating content and actually becoming a content creator in live is intriguing. Well, we have 10 sessions dedicated to live video at Social Media Marketing World. So if you are a person who wants to start a live video show or wants to be a person who just goes out there and starts creating content with live, consider coming to Social Media Marketing World, dare I say, one of the best conferences for learning live video. Visit smmw18.com. And don't forget, we also have virtual tickets. All right. In our next segment, LinkedIn is getting into... The original programming space, supposedly. Um, And let me kind of explain the deal here. Um, The CEO of LinkedIn, Jeff, is it Weiner or Wiener? Do you know? I don't really know. Uh, (laughs) Weiner, we'll go with that. We'll go with Weiner, W-E-I-N-E-R. Neither one sounds like I might have appropriately pronounced it. Uh, Is open to developing original video programming on LinkedIn. Yes. Uh, He said, imagine a Shark Tank-like show on LinkedIn. So as you guys know, um, YouTube has got original programming with its YouTube Red program. Facebook has got original programming with its Facebook Watch program. Twitter is trying to work with traditional broadcasters to bring programming to Twitter. And now LinkedIn is saying, we want to be part of that game. So they are interested in possibly developing original video career shows for career-minded individuals. 
or possibly professional sports-related shows. So I think that's kind of fascinating. And it's just another interesting observation in the constantly evolving um, world that is now a Microsoft ecosystem. What's your thoughts on this, Eric, of LinkedIn possibly having original programming on LinkedIn? Yeah, I mean, they've already got the Linda stuff that they acquired. Mm -hmm. So they've got that whole learning option there. I mean, you could easily spin maybe some of that out into this. But uh, it's that channelification is, I guess that's the first time I've ever said that word. But like, they're all becoming channels, you know, they're, they're siloing uh, all the, the, all the TV show, all the TV channels are having their own apps, like the CBS thing. And where you got to pony up a little bit more, a little bit more for all these a la carte. LinkedIn looks like it's going to probably go that direction as well. I've said it before. I'll say it again right now. 2018 will be the year of video. Um, you can't look at what's going on right now and not understand that every major social platform is all in on video in a substantial way. So I, I mentioned, I think in last episodes that there's a land rush for the living room. I think there's a, a rush for the attention span of people and really great educational and entertaining video is the future. We are experiencing this in a very small way with the journey episodic documentary that we've been doing. And and frankly, it's just kind of um, connected us with, an, with our audience in a way that we just never have been able to connect before. So if you are a marketer uh, with ears, hear me because video is the future and it's here and it's coming like a freight train. And if you don't have a way to either create uh, authentic, raw, live video or documentary video or short form stories in the form of like Instagram stories, then you are behind the eight ball. You need to get on the train. It's left the station already. You are behind, but it's not too late. So with LinkedIn finally coming, you know, this is, I mean, aren't you starting to see all these patterns come together, Eric? No, totally. Yep. It's pretty it's crazy. It's all knitting together. It's pretty nuts though. Okay. On another piece of news, LinkedIn has added something that they're calling peer benchmarking to their premium insights. So what this means is that if you happen to have a premium business account, sales navigator account, or talent sub solutions subscription on LinkedIn, you can now compare uh, different businesses and their employee growth and kind of get a better understanding of where your company and other companies are in a competitive landscape. Eric, maybe you could just briefly describe this second graphic right here that you're looking at on the screen. Yeah. So what we're seeing here is one of the options that you get with this new feature. And it is showing where these companies have grown in um, – like it's like a pie chart almost. It's it's telling you where the growth. Like it was it the sales team that grew? Was it the human resources that grew? Was it the marketing team that grew? Like it will give you some of that breakdown for some of these companies, which is pretty interesting. If you're especially if you're really trying to keep, I don't know, benchmarks or tabs on some of these companies. In other LinkedIn news, uh, a couple weeks ago we introduced that. Uh, LinkedIn, which is now part of the Microsoft family, was officially integrated with the Office 365 customers, which meant all the um, all the Microsoft apps now integrated LinkedIn data. And I had mentioned back then it would be really good for Outlook.com 
if that was integrated. And now we are here to officially announce that indeed LinkedIn is now fully integrated into Outlook.com. So what that means is, is if you are a work for a corporation and you guys use Outlook and you live inside of Outlook.com, you can now see the LinkedIn profile data from anyone who sends you an email. Now, this is kind of powerful because if you don't know who that person is, you can just hover over their name. And w- what kind of information is it showing us here on the screen, Eric? Uh, what it gives you, I mean, a lot of it is their LinkedIn profile. You can click right through. I mean, you can click on uh, their LinkedIn profile and it keeps you in that tab still. And then what you can then do is see if you have uh, connections in common, uh, who those connections are, what their position is, wherever they are at, that, as, assuming their LinkedIn profile is up to date. Um, this strikes me as the LinkedIn version of some of those um, Gmail add-ons that we had that would then pop up on the right different information about people like in your Gmail. Right. But again, LinkedIn is that professional yeah, aspect, and, and, so. and, and folks, get your LinkedIn profiles updated because do not underestimate how many people that work in corporate America are actually on Outlook. It's substantial. So the fact is that if you are emailing someone cold, they can just hover over your bio and, and see that you are a quote unquote salesperson and just immediately delete it because they know this is a sales pitch, you know, or they'll see whatever, you know, so get your LinkedIn profile updated. Make sure it's accurately representing who you are and what you do because People will now be making quick judgments on you because it's built into the quote unquote system of all the Microsoft and Outlook related products. Uh, let's see here. This new experience will begin rolling out to outcome. Outlook.com users, I believe, literally in the next few days. Yeah. And uh, okay. So we'll move on to the next news now, which is kind of cool. Amazon, this is big news, you guys. This is incredibly cool news. Amazon has introduced this brand new thing called augmented reality shopping. And what you can do is you can literally grab your phone and in your home, for example, and you can open up the Amazon app and you can place an object into your space, like a chair or a vase or a photograph, and you can actually see what it looks like and move it around in the world. It's not a flat object. It's fully augmented reality. So you can see, you know, like, is this plant going to look good in this corner? Is this furniture going to look good? Is this appliance going to look good on my counter? And you can actually see it as if it's actually there. You can take a picture of it. You could share it to someone else. I think we have another we have another image on this one too, right, Eric? Or do or we just have yeah. one? So it's it's so cool. Um, what are your thoughts on this, Eric? I think this is interesting. I hope that this spreads to more than just the initial offering of things. Right. I, I do have a question though: is like, do I really need to see how that crock pot looks in my kitchen to to know that it's what I need? But I can see it with like actual decor type things. It makes complete sense there. So, yeah. So here's what they're saying right now. There's thousands of products like furniture, toys, internal decor that you can add into your living space. Um, I think some people do care about how that crock pot looks on their counter, but I don't think you and I do. <laughs> and, and I, you know, I got, you got to wonder how it even knows how, what size it ought to be or whatever, but somehow it, it, it does. Yeah. And it says you can put your fingers on there to rotate the object too. So we're looking at a screenshot of a vase sitting on top of like a, 
uh, an end table. And then you can use your fingers to just kind of rotate the vase around just to see the right angle where you want it. And then you can take a picture of it. Now, I got to think for anybody who's got, who wants to sell their, um, their, their mom, their dad, their spouse, their children on the idea of a purchase, this is kind of big. Some people might even think, what did you buy? And they can say, well, that's actually not real, but what do you think? Should we buy it? Now, <laughs> you have to have an iOS device right now. It has to be an iPhone 6S or higher, and you have to have the latest operating system, OS 11, in order to be able to use this feature. But for those of us that make products, like this is going to be a big deal, especially if you make the right kind of products. Um, somehow... I don't even know how this is going to work. I would imagine that there's going to need, you need to take some special cameras and probably have this, you know, done in a studio and all this kind of stuff. But, but I think this is really, really cool. And I think this represents the future of shopping for physical products. I don't know. Oh, totally. Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm actually a little surprised it's taken us this long to get here because, you know, this is my minority report stuff. And back like in 2000, I don't know, when was that? 2002, something like that. Anyway. Yep. Really, really cool. We're there now. Yep. And they're saying, you know, uh, you've got uh, toys, games, um, kitchen appliances, just all sorts of cool stuff that that is part of this system. Now, I don't know how in the world you find out which ones do and which ones don't. You're going to have to look into that a little bit more. But this is some cool news that broke this week. Okay, Eric, what's next? All right. Well, we've got some stuff that's official that used to be in the wild. So Facebook officially announced some cool new tools for group admins and members. So some of these will sound a little bit familiar to you, but we'll go through them and and say now that these are all official. So you may remember a little while ago, there was this option that we talked about in the wild where you go into a group and you can literally create a Uh, a welcome post and it populates and tags all those new members to the group in this post so that they get tagged in the post. They then uh, everybody can click and see their names and and welcome them and all that. This is pretty cool in terms of engagement and uh, again, group admins. This is something that's going to be really cool. It's it's one click welcome and it just tags everybody and it has a little welcome message. I think is kind of cool. Yeah. So that is official. That is now literally a thing that you can have as a group uh, admin. Next up, they've got these badges. <laughs> we do need these thinking badges to identify who the group admins are, as well as the moderators and the new members. I think these are pretty cool. When I'm spending times in groups these days, I like seeing that someone comes in and comments and that they are a moderator, that it has a badge there and it says moderator under their name. It gives them that authority or for that, for that matter, if you're in a Facebook group and it says uh, new member underneath, if you're an, um, I don't know, if you're a veteran member yep, yep. in the group to feel like, oh, I want to take you under my wing in this group as you're coming into, you know, this, this existing group that's been around for a while, you know? So that's pretty cool. Uh, and again, that is official now. Okay. And then next up. Yep. I think you might have. Got, I think the last screen share you were showing was the third part of it, which is the highlighting. Yes. Okay. So then the that's groups. part of this one. Sorry. Let me go back. Uh, so then the other key piece here is that there are actual uh, member profile, uh, you know, pages, I guess is the, the way to put it. Pop ups. Um, yeah. They kind of pop, pop up, up pages. Yeah. It's kind of like a mini profile page pop up for these group members. And what this does is it's, 
it, it's funny. It's almost like what we just saw on LinkedIn in the Outlook integration. It's this, you're inside a Facebook group and you click on it or hover over somebody and it brings up their profile there and it gives you highlights of who that person is and who you may have in common with them in terms of friends. Without ever leaving the group. activity they've had recently in the group. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's awesome because you get it w- with just a hover and you don't have to leave the group. So you can kind of LinkedIn groups does this too. It kind of, but it kind of gives you a sense of who it is that you're about to reply to. And then you can choose to, to connect with them even more. Yeah. You can even, you know, from that hover over, you can send them a message or add them as a friend if you'd like. So these are pretty cool. And these are all officially out. Cool. What's next? Let's see. Facebook ranks oh. new notifications. Um, yes. Okay. This is, uh, did, or did I skip one, Eric? Was there something else? No. Okay. Go ahead. So, um, many of you have been really confused over the last couple of weeks as to the random quote unquote order of the notifications that show up under the world menu. Well, Facebook has officially said, um, that these new notifications are now sorted by what they think is most important to you rather than chronological order. And we're looking at a screenshot of, um, that I took from my mobile device showing something from seven hours ago and then three hours ago and then 20 minutes ago and then 14 minutes ago and then five minutes ago and then an hour ago. So there was just kind of, I mean, honestly, when I look at it, I can't totally make sense as to how they chose to put what at what order. And I'm one of those kind of guys that likes to look at every single one of my notifications. And I'm starting to notice, I don't know if you notice this at all, Eric, that I'm missing things because, because mm-hmm. it's, because it's randomly putting things. I'm missing pretty important things. Have you noticed that to be the case, Eric? Uh, not as frequently, but it is happening. Yes. So, so don't freak out because they, they have gone ahead and, um, and, and stated a couple things. Um, and we have a little post that kind of explains what it is. And basically what they're saying is that the, there's this at the very top is something that says new. And that means recent notifications you may not have seen yet. And then as you keep scrolling down, you'll see earlier. And those ones, when you hit earlier, are in reverse chronological orders. But the ones that are new are sorted based on what they think is most important. And if you are a super active user on Facebook like I am, you get a bazillion notifications. So their hope is that they'll lift up what they think is most important to you. And maybe eventually I'll grow to love this. But right now I'm kind of confused, to be frank and honest. But the cool thing here is even in this hidden help center section of Facebook – this is officially a statement that, yes, you're not crazy. That is happening, and we are doing it for a reason. So, Cool. Uh, let's see here. Next up. Dynamic ads for oh, travel. Yes. Go ahead. Yes. So Facebook is also doing some pretty cool things when it comes up, uh, when it comes to dynamic ads for travel. So what they're doing here is they are expanding these dynamic ads. They're giving businesses the ability to promote flights based on, uh, sorry, promote flights to people based on what they've browsed or to upsell to people based on flights they've recently booked. Mm. One of the other cool features is they're promoting it with kind of this social context or uh, overlays of deals or, or dropped prices. So there's an example that they give where it's Jasper's Hotel, you know, Jasper's Market, Jasper's Hotel, Facebook uses Jasper's for everything. It's fake. Um, but it, got, it, has this su- it has this social uh, proof aspect to it where it's saying, hey, 
here's this hotel stay in the in London, the United Kingdom. And all and your friends way, who stayed in the, London. All your friends have gone. Yeah. Yeah. And at the so, top, at the top, it doesn't say that your friends stayed at that hotel. It just says your friends who stayed in London. So so the idea is that the, it's the top part that's the social proof. Here's like 57 mm-hmm. of your friends who stayed in London. And by the way, here is an advertisement for a hotel in London. And I think we have another image. Maybe we don't have it loaded on this one, Eric. The creative overlays. Yeah. Describe the overlay, yeah. what we're looking at there. So then the overlay is this idea that not only is the book now button much more prominent at the bottom of this ad, but it also has this uh, colorful lower right hand like section here that has a 200 and I believe it's 259 or 69 dollars American slashed out and that's down to 200. So it's like this sale. You better get in on it right now. Yeah, it's kind of cool because this – so the buy now button is really big and bold and then you can overlay this little click button, if you will, that has a sale price on top of it. So it's kind of cool just to see all this location-based, you know, hey, we know where you're going and we know what you want and therefore we're going to show you some ads around this kind of stuff for anybody who is in the travel industry. That's kind of cool. This next thing is going to blow your mind. You guys are going to be completely blown away by this. Um, This was going to be a found in the wild, but actually it's become officially announced today Mm -hmm. by Facebook. So they are rolling out something that we're calling um, Facebook polls with animated GIFs. What you're looking at here on the screen now is the ability to have a poll with animated GIFs. And the way it works is you can choose two different animated GIFs and then you can ask a question. And then all of a sudden, all of your fans or all of your friends can vote on it for a period of time. And then it shows the actual results. And we've got a series of pictures. This was originally brought to us by um, Kelly Mirabella, who discovered this thing. And then boom, all of a sudden it was rolled out officially. So um, the way it works is when you are actually creating a uh, post, you can all try this right now. Pull up your Facebook app, look under your options when you're about to do a post and scroll down to one that says poll and it's green. And then once you actually select on that, then you're given the option to choose option one and option two, and then you can add a gift to it. And then you can say how long the poll is going to last for. And is that the last? Do we have one more on this one? Yeah. And then you can either, it can be a still photo as well, I believe. Oh, I see. Okay. So you can add a gift or a still photo. And my understanding is this is now um, out four pages and four personal profiles. TechCrunch uh, officially came out with an article literally this morning as a broadcasting on this thing. And this is something they've been testing um, for a little while, but I think it's pretty cool. When we first saw it inside of our group, the animation of the GIFs side by side just kind of really drew you in. Eric, I would imagine we got to experiment with something like this on our page. What do you think about this? Yeah, as soon as, I mean, it's official now, so I'm going to be checking to see that we have it over and over again until we do like other features. And if we don't, so, you can always post it on a personal profile and then share it to our page, I would imagine, yeah. <laughs> as a lot of this stuff happens. All right. Over to you, Eric. All right. Next up is – oh, this one's interesting. Um, so Facebook – this is another found in the, this one is found in the wild. We're switching back to wild. The one we just did official. This is still wild. Uh, Facebook is giving the ability or testing the availability, availability of uh, adding notes within group posts uh, by, by admins. So in other words, I'm mincing my words here, but what it is, is it means that an admin can go back in the behind the scenes and actually add notes 
to somebody's uh, post. And this is kind of cool. Like if you say, hey, this is their first strike or this is their second strike, you know, if it's something that's uh, a strange type of post or a post that maybe is borderline against the rules of your group. That's one of the uses that I've come up with as far as this goes. I think this is pretty cool. Yeah. And by the way, this comes to us from Abraham uh, Viegas. And um, the, uh, the, the the use case here is like, let's say you delete one of the people in your group deleted something. You can add a note, right? As an admin mm-hmm. for that group, for example, saying I deleted this because of this reason. That way, at least the other people in the group would know you know, what the heck's going on. And um, it looks like these notes are going to be found under admin activity. Another found in the wild comes to us from April Merrill. And this is kind of cool. This is basically an account switching button that shows up, looks like on the desktop next to your name. And you can just go ahead and click a button and it looks like two different people with arrows on it. And then you can add accounts and very rapidly switch accounts. Um, don't know if I have much more to say on this other than it's just kind of a cool way if you, if you manage multiple accounts to swap very quickly between accounts. So I have to add that uh, this morning, this showed up for me. So oh, I tried good. it out and cool. it, it looks slightly different than this, but it's exactly the same. I mean, it's, it's that smooth, like being able to switch between accounts by just clicking and then selecting the other one and then you're done. So very cool. Pretty cool. Over to you. All right. right. Next up. Uh, YouTube is rolling out a new TV app for big screens. And so YouTube announced that the new native app that is tailored for their big screens. Uh, so the YouTube app on all your, your smart TVs, um, viewers will be able to stream live TV through this YouTube TV app. This is for YouTube TV. We should probably clarify, uh, their offer for cord cutters and it's oh, for yeah, let's, let's describe devices. Let's, let's describe what that is real quick do you want me to yeah. take a stab at it or do you want go to? ahead okay so youtube tv is basically youtube's they call them skinny bundles if you do not want to pay a lot of money to your cable provider or your satellite provider you can get a lot of the channels that you know and love on your smart tv using youtube television for really inexpensive and um, so that's what it is. And I think that that's been around. We've been talking about that probably over the last year. Don't you think, Eric? It feels like yeah, it's been around it's for a lot at of least years. early this year, but probably mid to late last year is when that rolled out. So, right. so and so they've, they've revamped that TV app for Android. Sorry, YouTube TV. And it looks like you can get it on Xbox One also. Yes. Yes. That's so, really cool. Yeah. Rolling out to more uh, availability, which is, again, if they want to have people use it. You got to have it everywhere. So uh, the other redesign that has come out, uh, this is an extension of a previous redesign. Let me switch the screen share there. Uh, Skype a while ago rolled out a mobile redesign, which changed things to look way different stylistically. Mm -hmm. And they added in um, this controversial feature. I personally think it's stupid, uh, but that's just my editorial opinion. Uh, it's a very Snapchat story type feature called highlights. Uh, but now they have rolled out a desktop redesign of Skype and it takes that visual cue and, and tones and layout and all of that. It does not, however, have the stories aspect, at least not yet. They say, so we'll see if that rolls out. Um, well, it's a little bit confusing. You're going to have to figure out your way around it for sure. Well, okay. A couple, couple things. First of all, um, 
it's fascinating to see what's happening with Skype, right? Skype was purchased by Microsoft before they purchased LinkedIn. And in the beginning, we were all speculating what in the world is Microsoft going to do with Skype, right? Um, and then they redesigned the mobile app to make it a little more, I don't know, streamlined, I guess is probably the best way to say it. And now that new design is coming to the desktop. But what I'm fascinated about is it almost looks like Microsoft might be trying to turn Skype into a social network because let's be honest, just about everybody has a Skype account, right? And right. they mostly use it to screen share, to do videos, to do phone calls. Well, isn't that some of the very same stuff that we could do with Messenger? I mean, and Messenger is, is got, you know, Messenger Day and stuff like that. So I wonder, I wonder if Microsoft is trying to make Skype be similar to Messenger and if they're just slowly introducing features to see if they stick and if someday we might be, you know, literally mentioning Skype and Messenger and WhatsApp in the same breath. What do you think about that, Eric? And LinkedIn, well, and Skype slash LinkedIn integration is my thing. Because if, right. if Microsoft owns LinkedIn and Skype, I would have thought they would have gone less the cartoony social route and gone more business chat route. And I still feel like Microsoft slash Skype should do something in that area because, I mean, that's what we do as right. Social Media Examiner. Like Skype is our home base for that stuff. So, Yeah, and you can do app mentions and all that cool stuff. So um, I, I, I don't even know if I've upgraded to the new version, but it, it's fascinating to see I, all this Trust kind of me, stuff. you'd know. It's it's a little bit jarring. Trust I, me. I might have I might have done it then. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I'm used to the mobile one enough that I probably didn't notice. Yeah, yeah. Anything else on Skype? That is it, and that's our last screen share. So Facebook is experimenting with two new measurement tools that allow advertisers to basically do creative split testing. And we talked about this a few weeks ago with Amanda Bond, that this is going to be available just through the API, but it looks like something like this is coming now to everyone. And basically, it allows advertisers to A-B split tests, formats, visuals, headlines, calls to action. In addition, they're also starting a pilot of a new test and learn program, which basically allows you to uh, achieve – it allows Facebook to help you achieve your business goals. I don't know a lot more about this, but I do know that in our pre-show meeting yesterday with Kim Reynolds, she was pretty excited about this. Um, this is all rolling out through Ads Manager sometime this month in November. Instagram has expanded their natively supported languages on the Android worldwide. They've added Hebrew, Arabic, and Farsi. And those three popular languages are written and read from right to left instead of what we are used to with left to right. So uh, the iOS is being worked on and it's not out just yet. So Snapchat has opened um, something called SnapPixel to more marketers. And basically, this is a conversion tracking tool that you can put on your website and allows you to track conversions and also will open you up for such a thing as Snapchat remarketing. And um, brands will be able to track conversions with vertical snaps, but not sponsored lens or sm sponsored geo filters, according to a Snapchat spokesperson, which uh, came from AdAge. WhatsApp is allowing users to recall deleted messages. So if you post a message and then you want to delete it, you can. It'll just now show that this message was deleted. 
Google has introduced something called Local Services by Google Ad Program. If you happen to have any clients or you have a local business, pay attention. Um, the deal is that this is a rebranded program that they once had called um, Home Services. It's now called Local Services by Google. And what it is, is according to Google, is, a, is Google guaranteeing businesses will appear in local searches that are background checked. So you can have your actual business background checked and have a Google badge of trust, which helps reduce deceptive advertising and elicit trust among users. And the, the way it works is you only pay for leads that are relevant to the services that you choose to offer if you choose to add this into your advertising campaigns. So basically, it's just a cool way for uh, to get, quote unquote, certified officially. And for any local business that that does have this when compared to others, I think it's going to increase their business opportunities. So that's pretty exciting at the local business level. And you can go ahead and just do a little research on that. I think it's found through Google My Business. Well, folks, lots of news this week. I want to give a couple of quick shout outs to Kim Reynolds, who helped manage the control room, Jeff C., who handled the simulcast, Grace Duffy, who is our show producer, and all of you who join us every week. We are, we, we wouldn't, you know, this show wouldn't be here if we didn't have you guys watching this show, consuming this show, letting us know you love this show and sharing this show. By the way, if you're not already a, uh, a live watcher of the show, you can find our live show at socialmediaexaminer.com slash live show. And if you're not a subscriber to the podcast version of this show, you can, Search for the Social Media Marketing Talk Show on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Uh, one more thing. Social Media Marketing World is the sponsor of this show. It is the event put on by our company, Social Media Examiner. And if you've been on the fence about attending Social Media Marketing World, you really need to look at some of the new ticketing options that we have available. It's amazing. We hope to have 5,000 people there this week. And the last thing that I want to say is check out our brand new episodic documentary called The Journey. Uh, people are really telling us they love it. You can find it at journey.show. With that, we're going to say goodbye to everyone on YouTube, goodbye to everyone on Periscope, goodbye to everyone on Facebook, and goodbye to everyone on Crowdcast. You guys have a wonderful day. We wish you the best. We'll see you all next week. Bye-bye. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. If you're like so many fellow marketers and creators and entrepreneurs, you're probably wondering, how do I put AI to work? Well, be sure to listen to the AI Explored podcast, a new show from Social Media Examiner hosted by yours truly, Michael Stelzner. Again, check out the AI Explored podcast.